You are listening to the podcast series for Mission to Amish People. Mission to Amish People is a Christian ministry with a threefold purpose of evangelizing and discipling Amish and former Amish, helping Amish people who leave their communities by helping them transition into the English world, and by presenting the ministry to churches nationwide. You can find out more about Mission to Amish People by going to their website at www.mapministry.org. This podcast is a special presentation from the 2018 Amish Awareness Conference. Stay tuned to Map Ministry's podcast channel for many new messages from various speakers and presentations. This is part two of two. Yeah. This is part two of a two-part message delivered by Joe Kime at the Amish Awareness Conference in spring of 2018. sure. Can you advance my slide, Alan? I'm not quite sure my... Uh... So we just read this, and I just wanted to remind us that it is not the names of these people that stirs our heart. It is the faith that they had. Now go with me on to verse number 36. You're still in verse number 30, uh, chapter 11. Um, it's not their name that stirs our hearts. It is their determination to pass on the torch. Verse 36, others had, tr- had uh, trial of cruel mockings and scorchings, yea, moreover, of bonds and imprisonment. They were stoned, people. They were sawed in half, people. They were tempted. They were slain with a sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, and tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and in mountains and in dens and caves and the earth. People, it's not their name. It's their determination. When I, when I read scriptures like that, and when I'm reminded of what those 12 men went through, and I... And, and, and it just, it does something to me. If they can do it, I can do it. And if, they, if, they, if it was that important for them to pass the faith on to the next generation, it should be as important for us to continue to pass it on in our generation. Let me go back to what I said earlier. Imagine if somebody would have dropped the faith. They just became lukewarm and got busy doing their own thing and they just kind of said, oh, well, you know, there are churches on every corner and if they want to go to church, well, let them find their own church. I'm just going to do my own thing. That's not what these people did. They had a determination that is nearly matchless in our generation. And you know what? None of us likes persecution, but there's always, there's so much value in persecution. It kind of thins out the wannabes, the lukewarms, the, you know, those people that are fake. You ever just kind of get tired of that? I do. 
I just get so tired of the fakeness. But I, you know what? I think it's always kind of been that way. Even way back, I mean, look at the church at Corinth. I mean, they had their issues, right? They had their struggles. And I remember my pastor saying, you know, Paul wrote a letter and they didn't get it. He had to write a second letter to him. I don't think they really even got it the second time, a lot of them. But there were people like us. But nonetheless, when persecution comes in, and that's what was happening here, there's something that takes place. It weeds out those guys. And those that were kind of, you know, doing the best they could and, and on fire, they really get on fire. And so you see the determination coming out. Now, let's look at verse number 16. Hebrews chapter 11. It's not their name that stirs people. It's their focus. They were focused on eternity, and it didn't matter who got in the way. They refuse to take their eyes off of eternity. Hebrews chapter 11, look at verse 16. But now they desire, they desire a better country. That is a heavenly country. Wherefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared for them a what? City. John saw the city. He saw it. And one day we're going to see the city too. And let me tell you, when it becomes reality, it's kind of like that little thing I kissed tonight, Sam. Uh, there's something about reality. The long-awaited, talked-about, Reality of the beautiful city that came down out of heaven. And John saw that city. I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem. It was coming down from God out of heaven. And it was prepared as a bride for her husband. We're going to see that one day. Let me tell you. Though... Only those who have been born into God's family will see that heavenly city. Not everybody's going to see that city. Only the ones that did what Jesus said. The requirement was that you must be born again. If you're not born again, you will not see that city. It's not going to happen. But if you're born again, you will see that city. It's not their name that stirs people. It's their it's their uh, perseverance and endurance. Look at verse number, um, chapter 12, verse number 1. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. I love to, I love to read that. You know, there's just nothing like, you know, people that go, uh, that are in professional sports, um, or, you know, even at school, I guess, for us. We had little, you know, support around us. It really made a difference when your family was out there rooting for you, right? Clapping. You can do it. Look what it says. Wherefore, seeing also we are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. People that have gone on before us. You know what I think? I don't know what that looks like. I can just imagine what it looks like. But I think it means that they're sitting around us and they're hollering and praying and, you know, come on, you can do it. Don't give up. 
I don't know for sure what it looks like, but I believe it. We are encompassed about with a greater cloud of witness. So, for that reason, my dear brother and sister, lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. So, what does the Christian race look like? Follow me. We're not that far from being done. But I want us to realize that this is not a sprint. This is a race. You know the difference, right? You know the difference between a, a race and a sprint. A race. Was it you, Pastor? We were talking yesterday about the how many mile race. How many miles was it? 20? 26.2 miles. And the first 15 miles or so, 18, uh, I can do this, I can do this. And then you get up on the 20 and the 21 and the 22 and you're like, man, I don't know if I can do this. Yes, you can do it because we're doing it together. We will not give up, right? We're going to challenge each other, pray for each other, hang on to each other, and we're going to do whatever it takes to get to the finish line. That's what this race is about. It is the race to pass the torch on to the next generation. It is the race of life, both abundant and eternal life. It is the race to know God, to commune with him, fellowship with God, both now and forever. And then it is the race to prepare for our meeting with God face to face. Ever wonder what that's going to be like? Another reality that we've heard other preachers, pastors talk about and talk about, and we've read about it and read about it. We've had Bible studies about it and about it and about it and about it. But one day, we're going to actually see God as he is. And it is the race for perfection, a perfect life and world in which there's no suffering, corruption, no evil, no suffering, and no death. It's the perfect place. Um, number six, it is the race for the promised land where we can live with God forever. And how are we going to stay in this race? Well, first of all, we're going to remember that we're surrounded by this cloud of witnesses. We're going to lay aside every weight and every sin that besets us. What are some of those things that, that beset us, that hold us down? What are some of those weights? Can you imagine, you know, you're running in the race, and, and um, you look over, and there's a guy, he's carrying about 50-pound bag of heavy whatever, and he's running the race, and you pass him and and there's a guy he's got a hundred pound bag and he's trying to carry this and can, can you imagine what that would look like and yet many of us many of us are carrying a lot of weight uh, we've gotten so used to it that it could be that we're even bent over and we're trying so hard to hold on to this this weight can you imagine if, if actually we could let go of that weight and stand straight up, we've actually thought, well, this is just how life is. Life is about being bent over and carrying this weight. And, and, and it must be that 
that that's just the way everybody is because that's how it is for me. But I want to tell you, it's a wonderful thing. And every once in a while, we let go of some of that weight and we know how wonderful it is to stand up straight. I will tell you, it will keep us. Here, here's here's um, uh, huge debts, entertainment, business, sports. And then there's the spiritual laziness and the alcohol and drugs and sexual sins, porns and other addictions. These things keep us from running this race and passing on the torch. This is kind of what it looks like. The Christian race. Isn't that, isn't that kind of dumb? Why would you do that? Why would I do that? And yet we do that. Big houses. More than we can afford. Nice cars. We go into debt. To some it looks like we're planning to live on this earth for all eternity. And, you know, what it's doing is it's keeping us from getting ahead. How are we going to stay in this race? It's a, it's a journey. It's not a sprint. We have to keep up our eyes on Jesus. Go with me to chapter 12. You are there. Look at verse number 2, and we're done. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, he despised the shame, he has set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Looking unto Jesus. We've got to keep up our eyes on Jesus. Sometimes you have to tell others to get their eyes back on Jesus. Sometimes others have to tell you, get your eyes back on Jesus. But that's what it's about, right? That's the Christian walk. We're not perfect. God is not looking for, um, for um, perfect people. He's looking for, for faithful people, for, for people that, that will continue, not give up. So, all right, Pastor, I'm going to let you finish. And the church said, Amen. Well, I have... Uh I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to add one point. Joe's 110% on. How many have ever run? You've run. Gym class. Remember gym class? Okay, everybody's running gym class? Okay, how many's run out from a fire? Do you run faster from a fire in gym class? Okay. Here's, the, here's, the, here's something that I got challenged with recently. Now, I've run four marathons. Okay. 26.2 miles, and what we were talking about is exactly the illustration. So you train, you train, you train. You run 700 miles just to run one day, 26.2 miles. And we used, to, we used to preach like this. Well, life is a marathon. But I'm going to add to that. Life is a marathon, but the race is a relay race. And relay races are not won by how fast you run. How do you win a relay race? Amen. If you drop the baton, you're disqualified. You can't finish. What Joe's really talking about is us passing the baton on 
to the next generation or our neighbors, right? I'm, I'm lessing for a response, yes? Now, first of all, you can't pass it on if you don't have a good grip on it. Number two, you better know who you're going to give it to. I just want you to imagine there's a red team, a blue team, and a green team, and I have the red baton, and I give it to the green team. <laughs> you lose, <laughs> right? It's about the timing of the passing of the baton. And, and ladies and gentlemen, there are people in this world today that need the baton of faith that you have. And there's a lot of folks that are getting stuck on their batons, okay? There's also some folks that are trying to give it, get it out of their hands so they can, you know, get, not have that responsibility. And, and it's our responsibility to hold on to it. Now, how many parents do we have in here? We have parents in here? You're a parent. You have a kid. That means you have a real-life kid. I mean, you had a kid one way or another. If their kid's in heaven, you're still a parent. When do you stop parenting? Well, the only time I know that you stop parenting is when you're in the presence of Jesus. Okay, and if you think about this, I would say when Jesus chose these 12 guys, he didn't choose just 12 common guys. He, 12, he, cho he chose 12 flunkies. I mean, I'm, I'm, it's true. And he stayed with them until they got it. And then when they got it, where did he go? And they passed, and what Joe told you the story of tonight is how they passed the baton for the past 2,000 years. And let me have one person tonight that would raise their hand and say, I took a hold of the baton. Amen. You got your baton, you got it, and you're going to run with it till you run to the end of your life. Okay, and then we got to pass it on to the next generation. Some of that's to our children, to our grandchildren, to the great grandchildren, to your neighbors, to the strangers. Okay, to people we don't know and languages we don't know and places we've not been, it's our responsibility to pass the baton. So we need that word. But the word is, it's a relay race. And I would say this, the only way you pass the baton is, is you got to practice. you got to run, and it's running when that person's hand is out, and you got to put it in their hand, and they have to have a grip on it. Because if they don't have a grip on it, what's going to happen? They're going to drop it, and we're not going to finish the race. It's a serious challenge, and it's a great way to start our conference. Yes? Good. Let's stand up. We've got to stand up. We're going to pray together, aren't we, Joe? Okay. I, uh, I need two people from this uh, two people right now from this side of the auditorium, and I need two people from this side of the auditorium. Whoever feels led, you're going to lead us in prayer for this conference to be blessed, for our hearts to be blessed. Come on. I need some people. Two people from this side. Two people from this, I don't care if it's men or women. It has to be a man or a woman. Okay, you're coming, sir. You're on this side over here. I have two guys right over here. Give me two. All right, I got one more. I need one more from over here. And I'm going to show you. Now, this is a four-man relay race. Okay? And Vernon, you get to start off praying, whatever God lays on your heart. Okay? You're going to pass the baton to Samuel, who's going to pass the baton to Joseph, who's going to pass the baton to Joshua, and Joshua's going to finish the race for us. And we'd like to end before midnight. Yes, sir. All right, brothers?
All right, man, here's the baton number one. All right, let's race in, in the proper way to Jesus. Do we have any announcements? Because I think it would be good that we end this way. Anything? Um, just come early. Come and early. There's stuff out there. You can go through things. If you need any directions, you need any kind of assistance, um, all of us wearing the cool shirts. These are cool shirts. Okay, I can't wear short sleeve. I'm too cold, so I'm going to wear a long sleeve and then put the short sleeve on, t on top. But um, if you need anything, you let us know, and we'll do our best to help you tonight, okay? All right, here's our relay race. Ready? All right, Vernon, you're up to bat. Dear Heavenly Father, as we come to you tonight, we want to just thank you for the opportunity to come and be a part of this conference to get better aware of the uh, the need, Lord, and the, the darkness that we are taking the hope to, uh, to share the gospel hope that we know of how that uh, you have set us free from our spiritual bondage, Lord, and um, we want those that don't know yet, Lord, those that have religion, those that... Uh, um, do things in order to be holy, Lord. We know that's not possible. And Lord, we ask that you would grant us a greater understanding of your grace and that you would help us to share it with those that don't have that yet. We need you, Holy Spirit, to lead us and to open our hearts, to prepare our hearts, Lord. Where there's sin in our lives, we ask, Lord, for forgiveness. And we ask for cleansing that, we, that nothing would stand between you and us, that we would hear from you this week so that we can apply it to our lives and see it in action in our communities. And uh, we just want to give you all the glory for it, Lord, because that's where it's due. And we just thank you so much for your love for us. In Christ's name we pray. Father, as we humbly are gathered here tonight, for the days to come, God, we're here, we're here for one reason, is to glorify you and to honor you. God, there's hearts here this week that have a heart for our people, Lord, that we love. And Lord, there's so many lost in sin. And Lord, we just pray that there would be hearts opened up here, Lord, softened, that they could reach out and learn to make friends with our neighbors. And so, God, as we pray here this evening, we ask that you would just anoint us and allow the Holy Spirit to be guided throughout this whole conference, Lord. If it wouldn't have been for you, Lord, this conference would have never got together. And so, God, we have to honor you. We are surrendering to your call. Lord, you called Joe to this. And in the midst of this, Lord, we also got called. And so, Lord, since we're here, we know and we have faith, Lord, in you that you are going to make a difference. And so, Lord, we just ask that you would bless in each and every one of us, that we would have hearts to hear, ears to hear, and hearts that would learn and go out and share the gospel in Jesus' name. Father, in your word, you tell us to resist the devil that he would flee from us and to draw near to you, and you will draw near to us. And so tonight we come to you 
in simplicity and in faith. And Father, we do resist the devil in the name and through the blood of Jesus Christ. That he would have to stay away from all of us this week. And Lord, that he would not be able to interfere with us here. And then Lord, we draw near to you. And we ask that you would draw near to us here this week. And as every person is coming and preparing to be here tomorrow, Father, we turn our hearts to you. And we ask, Lord, that you this week would show yourself strong on the behalf of your children, Lord. And Father, I think of what Jesus said when he said that these sheep are in his fold, but he has other sheep who are not in his fold. And Lord, we pray that for all those who are seeking. And Lord, I think of all those, in the, especially among the Amish communities, who don't even know that they're seeking, but they're seeking, Lord. And Father, we ask that you would bring them into your fold. We thank you, Lord. We praise you. Thank you for this time together. As we pray, I think of all those that are working hard behind the scenes. I ask for their strength and encourage them, Lord, as they work to make this conference work and happen. I ask, Lord, for you, even now, to be working in the hearts of our Amish friends and neighbors back at our homes those that we know we've got names and faces in our minds I think of how you are moving them into our lives and us into theirs and it is exciting to join together in with one voice and seeking to love these folks and to share the clear message of the gospel with them I pray that you would give us teachable hearts. I'm realizing tonight that I, Lord, that um, as, as I come tonight, I, I need to realize that I need, th need to learn things myself. It's just not about me learning how to minister to others. Lord, what's the weight in my life? and what's, What are the sins that are dragging me down? I thank you for the scripture of keeping our eyes on Jesus. It's that's a it's a it's it's simple, it's clear. And it's something we can all walk away with tonight and know we're doing the right thing. In Jesus name. Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast series. Check out Mission to Amish People online at www.mapministry.org or keep up to date with us on Facebook and Google+. Thank you again, and have a blessed day.